Hello, 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 hello. What's going on, everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid. And this is episode 191 of The Real Queen Sid Show. And I'm super excited. This is actually a training that I did after I heard a podcast from Lewis Howes and Rory Vaden. Uh, it's R-O-R-Y Vaden with a V. Uh, and Lewis Howes from The Greatest or the, uh, the School of Greatness podcast, uh, and I loved this episode, so I just uh, made it my own, regurgitated it, and bringed it to our team, and so I wanted to share it with you guys because it ha- opened so many doors and opened my eyes so much. So this is a podcast on how you can multiply your time and therefore multiply your money. I'm super, super excited to share it with you guys. Uh, if you get any value from this, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at The Real Queen Sid. And if you can leave your biggest takeaway, that would be amazing. That's my favorite part about reading the reviews. And if you would like to leave a five-star review to get entered into a giveaway for $100 cash money, once we give, once we have 100 five-star reviews, I'll be giving away $100 cash money. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? How are you guys doing? Welcome to the Frontline Call. Um, I, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, hold on, ooh, my notes went flying, okay, this is good, I'm good at this, uh, I am, I've done so much today already, and it's only one o'clock, I feel like, so, um, we're feeling good, we're feeling spicy, and it is time to experience the Frontline Zoom, so once you guys, um, this is not a live video, Sydney. Once you guys are hopping on, let me know in the comments where you're coming in from. Lord. Okay. It's fine. I'm good. Uh, we are here celebrating Brittany's birthday. So if you don't know, it's Brittany Anderson's birthday. She's like 30 million years old at this point. And so uh, you guys can go ahead and say happy birthday to her. Send her a message. Um, how are you guys feeling? How's in a month going? Who is still claiming uh, MVP multiplier? I just posted the leaderboards. I love it. I love it. The leaderboards are ridiculous. I'm so excited. Like we got like five people right all at the same at the same volume right now. So it's like a competition to see who gets it first. So um, I'm excited to see what happens with that. And um, yeah, so I. Hmm, how do I want to start this? Um, so I had a really cool conversation with somebody yesterday uh, and it was about time management and it was about like it was, how many of you guys have ever felt like guilt around like doing something for yourself and like, cause you know, you should be working your business or you feel like you should be working your business or you feel like you didn't get enough done or you feel like you didn't whatever. Um, well, first and foremost, that's usually a worthiness issue. Just so you know, uh, it's, it's, it's this issue of, um, I don't feel worthy of having the business that I want, but I also don't feel worthy of taking a break because I didn't earn it because I don't have the business that I want. And it's just kind of a never ending cycle, um, of, of worthiness issues. But, uh, and, and unfortunately, worthiness is kind of a, a long-term subject of working on. However, what we can work on are the little tasks in between or the little uh, skills in between that can kind of make these situations easier. So how many of you guys would like to have some ta- time management uh, time management skills, some better time management skills? Uh, so I listened to this podcast after I had this conversation yesterday with somebody and uh, I, it literally hit the nail on the head and I was like, oh my God, I know what I'm going to do for Frontline Zoom. This is so exciting. So this, this podcast was lit. I literally sat in my garage after I got home from getting my lashes done and so that I could listen to the podcast and take all the notes for you guys. So I'm really, really excited. This podcast was with Laura, with Rory Vaden. Vaden, V-A-D-E-N, Rory Vaden and Lewis House. Um, I've recommended Lewis House podcast to you guys multiple, multiple, multiple times because he's just so good. But um, this is actually a, it's a time management um, theory. So that is actually a three-dimensional theory. So I'm going to explain it a little bit, but just, just bear with me. Okay. So this time management theory came from Rory Vaden. And so the first thing that I want to say with this is that like, unfortunately, Time management isn't a thing. You can't make more time. You can't make more minutes. You can't like, you can't, time management is not a thing. Um, And so what I want you to switch that little perspective to is actually self-management. 
We don't have a time management issue because you can't create more time. It's, it, we all get the same amount of time in the day. We all get the same 24 hours. But what we do have is self-management. And so this tiny little mindset switch uh, will feel like an attack at first, but just bear with me, okay? This tiny little mindset switch actually starts with the idea that if we if we constantly are talking about time and oh I suck at time management oh oh I, I'm terrible at time management we're actually placing ourselves in a space where we are a victim to time right like we are presenting ourselves as a victim to the world around us oh well I can I have no control the world around me I can't do anything it's basically putting us in a victim mentality right when in reality every single thing that we agree to or every single thing that we have to do in life we agreed to in one way or another, right? And so every single thing is our responsibility. And so this tiny little switch of time management to self-management, right? And sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes you're like, yeah, what the heck? What, what do you mean I agreed to a screaming child? Well, well, that little, that little child came out your hoo-ha or somebody's hoo-ha and you, you chose to raise them. So you agreed to that, but every single thing in life we agreed to, right? Like even, even things that like, we feel like we don't agree to, right? Uh, even things like a, why did I just get the, oh, never mind. Even little things that we, uh, that we don't agree to, or we feel like we don't agree to, right? Like if your boss asks you to stay late, or if your boss asks you to work more hours, or if you feel like you have to go into work or whatever, feel like you have to go into work, but you go into work, we still agreed to that job. So every single thing that we do in our life is our responsibility. And this tiny little mindset switch feels like an attack at first. But if you, if you come into this training with an open mind, I promise you, like, we'll, we'll learn how to, we'll learn how to do better with this. Right. So people, people act like they, uh, I, this was like a line that he said, people act like they are a victim to, uh, to time, but you agreed to everything that is taking your time and therefore it's your responsibility. Right. And so when we say I suck at time management, it's literally letting us fall into this mentality that we are a victim to the time around us, that we are a victim to whatever. Yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh. It's so good. Right. I love it. It feels like an attack. Right. Who's feeling attacked already? I, I definitely did when I heard the podcast. I was like, this is rude, uh, but it's it's cool. Right. So one of the biggest time management um, theories that have gone that have that has circled around is right is prioritizing right and so this is a huge time management theory that has gone around and that just really means focus on what matters most and while this is great uh, sometimes it's really hard to figure out what matters most right like some things are urgent some things are important some things are impactful some things are whatever um, and so prioritizing is a great strategy to use. However, uh, we need a more finite system of how to figure out what is a priority, right? Does anybody ever have that issue where it's like, I have these 10 things to do and I can't figure out what's most important. All right, cool. So I'm going to teach you guys how to do this. Um, and so this whole theory, like I said, is like a, it's like a three-dimensional, it's a three-dimensional thought process, right? And so there's been three levels of, um, of time management theory. And this is, this is the third one. So we're, it's kind of going into this 3D thinking. And so I'm going to explain that in a second, but just remember that every, the next level of re results requires the next level of thinking. As I go through everything that I'm going to say over the next, you know, whatever hour, 50 minutes, uh, just remember that the next level of thinking requires the next or the next level of results requires the next level of thinking. And so some things I'm going to say are literally you're not even going to be able to comprehend yet until you actually sit down and think about it. Like you greens are going to love this training. Actually, you're going to freaking be like, oh, this makes so much sense. I love this. Um, but some of us who do not have that very analytical brain are going to be like, that does, that does not make no sense. Uh, the reds are going to be very confused because y'all are drivers and you're like, just go, 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 go. Promise. I'm going to bring it all full circle, right? But the next level of results requires the next level of thinking. So this three-dimensional thinking is actually going to allow us to multiply time. So this three-dimensional level of thinking is actually going to allow us to multiply time if you if you correctly um if you correctly implement it right and so what this means is like 
You're, you're like, Sydney, you just told me that you can't make more time. And now you're telling me we're going to multiply time. It'll all make sense. Okay. So uh, there's three levels, like I said, of thinking. The 1D level, which is very one dimensional, is uh, was prioritizing by urgency. And that just means what, like, how soon does this matter, right? This was very one dimensional thinking of time management. How soon does this matter? And that's the one dimensional time urgency. The two-dimensional, which was the second theory of time management, was importance. And that is how much does this matter, right? So importance kind of, if you, if you can, uh, it kind of encompasses urgency, right? So like how much does this matter can also mean how soon does this need to be done? How much, how much, how much uh, urgent or how much importance can I put on this task, right? So the three-dimensional way of thinking, which is what we're going to learn about today, is significance. And that is, how long is this going to matter? What impact will completing this task, what impact of this action will, will it have on the future? Right? So that might be a year out. That might be as close as 10 days out. That might be a month out. But significance, which is this three-dimensional level of thinking, is how long is this going to matter, right? So sometimes it's really hard, especially when we're trying to prioritize personal and business. Uh, we, we start to blur the lines of like, these are all the things that I need to get done. I can't tell what's most urgent. I can't tell how much this matters, I, but maybe I can tell how much this is going to matter in the future, right? So um, for example, I guess I could use a mom example, right? For example, like you have a decision of going through, going to a soccer game, your kid's soccer game tonight or soccer practice tonight, or you have the, uh, the, the option of going to team training, right? And so it's it's weighing those options of like, which one's going to matter long-term, missing one soccer practice or missing this team training, right? And that's your decision to make. That's where your priorities fall. Um, I'm not telling you what to prioritize. I'm just saying these are the questions that you want to start asking yourself when you get into this three-dimensional thinking of what is more significant, right? And so what is the impact of action in the future, right? And so the way you multiply time is by giving, <laughs> this was good too. The way that you multiply time is by giving yourself the emotional permission to spend time today on something that will give you more time tomorrow. So the emotional permission to spend time today on something that will give you more time tomorrow, right? And I'm going to get into this a little bit more in the future, but I was like, oh, that's so good. I'm like pausing the podcast and like trying to drive and type while I'm listening to this podcast. I was like, oh, this is so good. Okay. It's the emotional permission to spend time today on something that will give you more time tomorrow, right? And so this idea is that like time management's not logical. And unfortunately, a lot of times we treat this logically but time management is very emotional or self-management, right? Self-management is very emotional. It's very emotionally driven. What you focus on is driven 110% by underlying feelings of guilt, shame, ambition, all of the things that you feel that make you do a task, right? Like how many times have you been, that you've been invited to like a family outing or whatever that you didn't want to go to, but you felt guilty not going to. So you put it, you made it a priority. Same, right? I've, I've recovering people pleaser. Hello, <laughs> like, uh, like, how many times have you prioritized something because of an emotional underlying feeling? Oh, they're not gonna like me if I don't do this, or oh, I'm gonna feel guilty if I don't do this, or I feel shame around this, or you know, we we try to prioritize. Like sometimes I try to prioritize going to the pool because I am a water sign and I need that to like rejuvenate and relax. Uh, and then I sit there and I feel guilty the whole time because I'm like, oh, my inbox is full. Oh, I need to do this. 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 It's guilt. I know that in that moment, I need to prioritize self-care or I'm going to burn out. But my guilt is, is making my mind occupy, occupied with business. Does that make sense? So like this self-management, we try to be logical about it. It's not logical. 
It's emotional. Everything we choose to do in life is based on our emotions, how we feel about it, how we think others will feel about us. That's more important for a lot of you. I love you guys, you're yellows. How we think other people will feel about us or underlying emotions, right? Like your guilt around taking a day for yourself, the underlying emotion there is obviously guilt, but it's also driven by your ambition. Your ambition. It's also probably driven by impatience, right? How many of you guys are here for the long game? Like, how many of you guys are like, I'm here, like, I'm, I have no plans to quit. Like, I'm here for the long game. This is my, this is my plan, right? Like, I'm here for the long game. So like, whether I make a million dollars in 2021 or in 2025, I'm going to make a million dollars because I'm not going to quit. And so sometimes we want things to happen so quickly. This is literally, I'm coaching myself on this because I've had to have Jesse Lee coach me on this multiple times recently. Uh, I am blessed to be surrounded by the Texas fam, but uh, the Texas fam, they're all basically rank eights that make like three times as much as I make. And so it's really, really easy to get kind of stuck in that, well, I'm not doing it fast enough. I'm not doing it fast enough. I'm not doing it fast enough. And Jesse Lee literally had to say to me, Sydney, you're 27 years old and the rest of us are like 30 to 35. Like that's the only thing you're missing is like a little bit more time, right? But our emotions dictate what we focus on, right? And so I want you to think of like your priorities as a funnel, right? And so we're gonna start putting, we have this funnel and we're gonna start putting things in the top and just figuring out like where they fall out, right? So like, I guess a funnel with like holes on the sides. <laughs> so there's a funnel, there's the top, there's gonna be five levels to this funnel, right? And something's gonna fall out at every level. And so when you only focus on urgency thinking, which is the two-dimensional thinking, uh, when you only focus on urgency thinking, you will put your life, you will live your life stressed out and constantly putting out fires, right? So if we're constantly focusing on the most urgent thing, oh, well, I need to get this done because reboot is tomorrow. I need to do this because this is da da, da. I need to do this because this, this time crunch. Like when we start focusing on uh, this urgency thinking and we're only prioritizing tasks based on urgency, you will literally live the most stressed out freaking fire putting out life because you're constantly in uh, not survival mode, you're constantly in reaction mode, right? Like I'm constantly to reacting to things that need to be done right now, 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 right now. And it ends up putting you in this like very stressed out space. Has anybody ever gotten that space? Like I, oof. it's like survival mode, right? Like when you get into the survival mode, you're just constantly putting out fires. Somebody said to me the other day, this kind of relates, but kind of doesn't. Somebody said to me the other day, she said, I really admire you because you make chaos your bitch. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> I love that, but it's so true. I mean, that is like my personality, um, but it can also be really stressful. And I know that if I was a little bit more organized about my priorities um, and my tasks, then I might not be always putting out fires, <laughs> which would be so fun. So uh, there's five levels to this funnel and we call it the levels of permission, right? So uh, it's the five levels of permission and we call it permission because like I said, self-management is emotional. And so each level, you have to give yourself permission to do something to be able to get off those or to be able to get past those tasks, right? And so every single task that you have is being filled into this funnel and it's all gonna fall out at some point, what, level one through five, right? And so the first level uh, of this funnel is the permission to eliminate. And so this is in the same, like this is what tasks can you eliminate to give yourself more time, right? Um, and so these are the tasks that are not that are not as important, right? So if you ever look at like if you ever sit down at dinner, uh, I love doing this like with my family or people. Like a lot of the conversations that I have right now are very high level because I'm literally constantly with business owners. Uh, but if you listen in like normal American conversations, you'll sit down at dinner and in the same conversation, somebody will say, I have literally no time. I'm so busy. And they will talk about the three seasons of a Netflix show that they just binged in the same conversation. Like it's, it's crazy. Right. 
And so it's the permission to eliminate. This is giving yourself permission to take tasks off your plate. Now, I do sit down and watch. Uh, right now, my show is Law and Order SVU. Uh, I watch an episode of, or two of it every single night. It's how I decompress at night. It's just part of my, it's, it's just, it's part of it. Like, when I haven't done it in like a week, which like Christmas in July, I didn't get to do it all week because it was like Christmas in July all day. And then in my SVU time, I was uh, building out the Phoenix, um, the Phoenix branding, right? And so it was literally a whole week. By the end of the week, I'm like, my jaw is tight. I'm literally stressed out all the time. I've had headaches every single day because I'm so stressed out. And it's just because I didn't have that unwinding time. So can I eliminate my SVU every night for short periods of time? Sure. Absolutely. For long periods of time, absolutely not. It is literally like my freaking, my Zen time. <laughs> it's like my, it's my time when I just like sit there. Right. And so this is, this is probably one of the hardest permissions for some of you guys, because it is the permission to say no. It's the permission to say no. And I'll give you guys an example literally today. Uh, Holly and I were talking in the car the other day and she was talking about how like, there are so many families here that I care about so much that like, if I wanted to, I could be busy every single day. Oh, I got to go to Breeze and do this. Oh, I got to go to Brooks and do this. Oh, I got to go to Brittany's and do this. Oh, it's Brittany's birthday. I got to do this. Brittany has gotten literally so many deliveries in like the two hours that I've been here. It's unfreaking real. Uh, anyway, she got forever flowers, uh, edible arrangement. I don't know what's at the door right now. Uh, but anyway, there's so many families here and there's so many opportunities for us to be busy, busy, right? And so I said, Holly said, I need to get better about saying no to things. And I said, well, I think the root of getting better at saying no to things is actually figuring out why you have so much trouble saying no in the first place. And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I know when I first moved to Texas, I had a lot of trouble saying no to things because I was somebody that, um, that in my childhood, this is a childhood trauma, right? In my childhood, I was never, I was the friend that was never invited anywhere. So my entire friend group would get invited places and I would be the only one that didn't get invited. And so why did I feel the need when I first moved to Texas to say yes to everything? Childhood trauma, childhood trauma, right? That I've, I've since worked through and I've gotten a lot better at. And Brie Nichols actually said to me the other day, she said, I'm so proud of you because there was one night where she remembers this. I don't remember this, but um, everybody was going out to dinner at a steakhouse. There was a ton of people in town. Everybody was going out to dinner at a steakhouse. And uh, I said, I can't go. And they said, what do you mean you can't go? I said, I, haven't, I need to hit MVP multiplier. It's the end of the month. I need to hit MVP multiplier. I can't go. And Brie was like, that moment stuck out so much in my mind because I don't think I could have done that. But it's that, that permission to say no, right? So to bring the story full circle, Holly said that, um, I think two days ago, she said, I need to get better about saying no. I want to be there for everything with our friends, but I, I need to work on my business. Like I need to work on my personal training business. And so today uh, we were going to breakfast for Brittany's for Brittany's birthday this morning. Now we have an entire weekend planned for Brittany uh, to hang out with her for her birthday all weekend. And so Brittany offered to move the breakfast time so that Holly could make it after her training clients. And Holly said, no, I got to stay home and I got to get some work done. I got to get some TikToks done. I got to get some content done. You know, we got to go to the vet later, which is going to be a whole freaking four hour ordeal. I need to focus on my business today. And I said, oh, wow. Look at you, sister, already putting the permission of no, the permission to say no into, into action, right? And so I, I first, I challenge you to find out why you struggle saying no. I challenge you to struggle, figure out why you, why you struggle to say no, because it probably all roots back to a childhood trauma. It always does. Uh, but that is that that is how you can start to get better at that. But also remember that when you, I love this line. He said, when you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And so when we say yes to everything, yes, 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 yes. Your focus is diluted. And that's why we're getting diluted results. Your results will never be as powerful when you can focus on what actually matters to you. And so when you say yes to everything, you say, you think that you're saying, yes, everything matters to me, but really you're saying, no, nothing matters to me because I'm, I'm shifting my focus in between so many things that 
I don't actually want to do or that aren't actually important to me. So I can't place value on the things that are important to me. And so he was talking about how when he got when he started his career, uh, he said, I, I built everything so big because I was a yes man. I said yes to everything. And somebody in the room said to him, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because you literally cannot say yes to everything in your life. When you are saying yes to everything in your life, you're saying no to something. Right? When you say yes to going to that family event that you don't want to be at, that is not good for your mental health, you're saying no to your mental health. When you are showing up to something that does not feel good or that you are showing up because you have guilt or shame or because you feel like you're supposed to be there, you're saying no to something, right? In this situation where if Holly had chosen to go to this breakfast, this breakfast, uh, birthday breakfast, even though we have plans with Brittany all weekend long, she'd be saying no to her business. And so you think you're saying, yes, everything is important to me, but really you're saying, no, nothing is important to me because she would have gone to that breakfast and she would have sat there and thought about all the things that she should be doing with her business. And so she wouldn't have been pre present at, at breakfast and she also wouldn't have gotten her business done. Does that make sense? Like this, this, you can't be a yes man. It's impossible. We're always saying no to something. And so this permission is probably going to be the hardest for most of you because it's the permission to eliminate the permission to say no. And it's giving yourself that permission. Right. And so you don't say like, if you don't say no to the things that don't actually matter to you, you say no to the things that do matter. Right. When you, when you go to a family event, I, I use family event because I know that's the thing that like most people are easily guilted into. Well, you know, you just should, with Sunday dinner has been a tradition for 90 bazillion years. You should be here. Well, also I should be building a business. I should be making income for my family. I should be going live. I should be doing the things that I actually care about doing right now. Right. If you're just going because you're, you feel guilty, it's a self-management issue, right? And I told you this training is going to feel like slightly like an attack with like a love slap. Okay. So I love you guys. And uh, that is the permission to eliminate. So a lot of, a lot of things will actually probably fall out of your filter or fall out of your funnel at that level, right? At the level of, do I really need to be doing this? Is this really what I want to be doing? And I love the example that Jesse Lee gives. I know I'm kind of harping on this, but I think it's because this is the hardest one for us to it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no because you think people won't love you. You think that, oh, well, if I say no to Brittany's, to Brittany's, birthday, did, Brittany's birthday breakfast, it's a lot of bees. Brittany's birthday breakfast, she's going to think that I don't love her. That hit some of you. I know it did in your own way, right? So it's that permission. Uh, but anyway, my, one of my favorite examples is, is Jesse Lee's Yes Summer right? The summer of yes in Italy, she ended up staying in Italy for six weeks, even though she was only supposed to be there for two because she wanted to. She missed my birthday. She missed Courtney's birthday, but she wanted to be in Italy. Do I think that Jesse Lee doesn't love me? Absolutely not. Excuse me. Absolutely not. Right? This year on my birthday, Jesse Lee was, was able to be present for the surprise party, but was not able to go to dinner because she had a mastermind. Both things were important to her. She made sure to be there for part of my thing and also be there for her mastermind. She said no to going to her mastermind all day so that she could make me a priority, right? Do I think that because she didn't go to my dinner, she doesn't love me? No. Right? And so just remember, like, it's easy to get in our feelings about things like that, but like there's plenty of times when Jessie Lee has said no to me and I know she loves me. There's plenty of times when my friends have said no to me and I know she loves me. There's plenty of times when my mom has said no to me and I know she loves me. If somebody is making you feel guilty even for not, not showing them love the, the way that they expect you to, that's their problem, it's not yours. Ooh, ooh. Okay, the next one is the permission to uh, the permission to invest. And this question is, okay, if we can't eliminate it, can I automate it? Can I get a software that will make this easier for me, right? So uh, for example, um, my taxes, right? Like I, my taxes got to be too overwhelming. And so I invested in QuickBooks, which keeps track of my tax information for me, right? It's like $70 a month, but it saves me at least five hours.
hours a month, like at least, right? Like that's worth it to me. So it's, it's, that's the example that I can give you, but it's a permission to invest, right? Anything you set a process up for will save you time. And this is how we can multiply time, right? Anything you set up an automated process for, it can multiply your time because you don't have to be doing it anymore. Think of Betty the bot as an example. I don't have to go in and hand train every single new promoter on the team because Betty does it. It multiplied our time. So this is how you can create more time, the permission to invest, right? Another great example is uh, automated bill pay. And some of you guys are like, okay, well, that doesn't, that seems silly, but like, here's the thing, okay? If it takes you two hours to set up automated bill pay on all of your bills, which believe me, I just did this a year ago for the first time because automated bill pay made me anxious, but I swear it's a lifesaver. If it takes you two hours every month to pay all, or two hours today to set up automated bill pay to go in and, and every every time set up automated bill pay but it saves you 30 minutes every every month after four months you've made up your time and now you're getting a free 30 extra minutes every single month does that make sense like this is what i mean by the next level requires a new level of thinking because a lot of times the excuse is, well, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to sit down and set up automated bill pay. I don't have time to automate the system. I don't have time. Well, you know, some if we had said, I don't have time to set up Betty the bot, we would still be handholding every single brand new person step by step by step by step by step. So yeah, the, the like, 20 hours that it took to set up Betty the bot was a lot of time up front, but it saves us a lot of time in the long term. Does that make sense? And that's what I mean by the new level of thinking gets you to the next level. Is this is like so a lot, it's so hard for people to understand. Like, why would I put, I don't have time to put all this time up front. Well, anything that saves you time in the future is worth putting time up front in. Right? So this is the permission to the permission to invest, the permission to automate. And so automation is, okay, this is another, <clears throat> he's got a lot of good lines, okay? The automation, automation is to time as compounding interest is to money, right? Automation is to time. So automation brings you more time, just like compounding interest gives you more money. And so when you start to think about it that way, yeah, it's worth taking the two hours up front to set up automated bill pay so that I can compound my time for the rest of my life. How many hours do you get back for the rest of your life if you don't have to spend 30 minutes every single month paying bills, right? And maybe paying bills isn't for you because that was really scary for me, but like maybe set up a couple bills on automated pay couple bills you don't have to worry about, right? Um, and these are these are things that you can do all all over your business, right? So Betty is a great example. Um, our our ATM system is a great example, right? Like we automated simple proven results. So there's videos and simple proven results. All you have to do is tag your leads in them instead of having to individually pitch every single customer. It saves you time because it's an automated system. Does that make sense? Okay, so automation is to time as compounding interest is to money. If you say you have no time to automate, it's because you, you've stepped, you haven't stepped into the significance calculation, right? Which is just me, which just means it's that next level of thinking. It's that three-dimensional level of thinking. If, if you say you have no time to automate, we haven't stepped into that three-dimensional three level of thinking yet. So automation is the second level. I just put up three fingers, second level. Uh, and then if it does not, if you can't, so then if you can't eliminate it and you can't automate it, then it falls down the funnel into delegate, the permission to let someone else do it. I see Laura's eyeballs. <laughs> the permission to let someone else do it. And this is training someone else to do something you don't have time for or you don't have the gift zone for. Right. This is something that you let someone else do something you don't have the gift zone for. So, for example, Christmas in July was completely 110 percent organized by Brie Nichols because she has the gift zone to organize events. She is she went to school for party planning. 
Like she has the gift zone. It is not my gift zone. I, the things that she thought about, I was like, sister, we would have been scrambling the last day on freaking Christmas in July if somebody had put me in charge of that, right? But like train someone else to do it or if you don't have time for it or if you don't have the gift zone for it. So that's why I love that we have all different personalities on the team. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into this. Laura said, I'm a control freak. Delegating is one of my weaknesses. I'm gonna get into that because they, they did a whole spiel on that on the podcast because that's what most people say, okay? And so, um, but delegating, I, I love that we have different different um, personalities on our, on our team, right? Like I can't keep dates safe or dates uh, straight to save my life. Kristen always knows the dates of events and can always save my life on the freaking Zooms. I'm like, I don't know, ask Kristen. I don't know. I don't, somebody else probably knows that. I'm not sure. I don't know. If I need to know something about like how food interacts with ketones or like some scientific evidence or whatever, I'm like, Holly, sister, tag you in. Can you can you answer this question in the chat? Because I, I don't know how to answer that, right? Like I'm gonna tag you in, okay? But all of these things can be delegated, right? And so even something as simple as, for example, if you're a stay-at-home mom, it's easier to put your child's shoes, it's okay, it's not easier, it's, it's faster to put your child's shoes on for them. But if you teach your child to put their own shoes on, then you don't have to do that task anymore. Right. So that time that we up that we that we front load, it's the same thing with uh, with automation. We front load a little bit of time to teach somebody else how to do it. But then you you don't have to do it. Right. So. This is like it's. It doesn't make sense until you step into that three dimensional thinking. It's faster for me to put my child's shoes on. Great. But it's also going to save you more time in the long run because it takes you three minutes every single day to put your child's shoes on. If you multiply three minutes by 365 days a year, that's like over a thousand minutes a year. Right? So that's a great example. That's great because that came from the podcast. I would have never thought of that myself because I don't have a kid, but it came from the podcast. Okay. Uh, and so it's, it's delegating, right? And so they talk about um, in delegation, they talk about the 30x rule. So the 30x rule is you should be willing to spend 30 times what it would take you to do the task to train someone else to do it. So it's a, if it's a five minute task, you should be willing to take, what is that? Five times 30 is 150 minutes to train somebody, Laura, thank God. Uh, see, she's helping me with my math. Uh, it, 150 minutes to train somebody, which you're thinking 150 minutes, I could just do it faster in five minutes. Awesome. But after, if, if it's a five minute task every single day that you're spending five minutes on, that's not just five minutes, it's, it's 1,250 minutes a year. So if you spend 150 minutes training somebody to do it after they've done it for a month, they've already made up that time for you. Does that make sense? So a five minute task a day can be delegated and save you 1,250 minutes a year. That's a lot of minutes. I don't know how many hours that is, but it's a lot of minutes, right? And so the 30X is you should spend 30 times what it would take to train. So. Oh yeah, it says if it's not a five minute task, it's a 1250 minute task a year. And if you have 10 uh, five minute tasks that you do that you don't have to do, that's you can delegate to somebody else, that's 10 times 1250 minutes that you're saving a year, whatever that is, add a zero on the end. 12,500 minutes, I can do this, I can do math, I can do it, okay? 1200 or 12,500 minutes a year if you have 10 five minute tasks that you delegate. You delegate that to 10 different people, right? And as you have, and so these could be simple things like you don't need to be in your customer chat every single day, hyping the chat up. If you have a customer that's super involved, super excited, can you ask your customer, hey, can you drop your shakeup in the chat, in the customer chat every single morning? I would love it if you, if you could help me with that. If you have somebody that's super blue and super excited and loves the community, it takes them five minutes every day. You don't have to do it anymore. And they're, I, they are hyping up your customer chat for you without it always having to come from you, right? And so with the permission to let somebody else do it, 
comes the permission of imperfection. And this is what Laura was talking about. And so this is give yourself the permission of short-term imperfection for the good of long-term multiplication of time. Somebody might not do something the exact way that you want it done. And I can tell you right now, I am a freaking control freak. I am a freaking control. I am. I am. Okay. I get it. Like when we, well, okay. I'll give you guys a really vulnerable example and your leaders are going to hear my heart on this. Uh, when we launched the school of MVP, I asked them, do we all train or do I just do it? Now the, the perfect, the perfection in me is like, I'm going to do it because I know how I want it done. I know what it needs to be said. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But is that building your leaders up? Absolutely not. Is that teaching your leaders how to train? Absolutely not. Is that the better, like, is that for the long-term vision or the long-term betterment of the team? Absolutely not. That's not sustainable for me to run every single training always forever for the rest of time. I need to be able to, to hand off team trainings when I am not available to be there. And how does that happen? Short-term imperfection for the long-term good of multiplica multiplication of time. Is somebody going to do something the exact way that I picture it in my brain? Absolutely not. But they can try and then you give a little criticism and then you, they try again and then a little bit of critiquing and then try again and then a little bit of critiquing. And eventually you'll get to the point where you are able to be completely hands-off. But it's, Yes, you can do it faster if you just do it yourself. Yes, you could probably do it better if you just did it yourself. But is that good for the long-term duplication of your, of your business? Y'all just y'all all just raised your hand and told me you're here for the long game. One of the biggest rules that I ever learned when I first started leading was uh, what you don't do for the one, what you can't, what you won't do for the many. So don't do for one person what you won't do for everybody, right? And so what that means is that you have to create a system, you have to create an organization, you have to create a, a training schedule, a, a, a group, a team that is duplicatable if you have to leave for one day, if you have to not be as present for one day. How do you do that? You hand off some tasks. Hey, can you start the reboot chat? Y'all notice how I don't ever start the reboot chat? I don't need to start the reboot chat. I need to train y'all how to get to MVP. I need to train. I need to be on these frontline trainings. I need to be consuming content so I can better myself for you. I need to be leading from the front. I need to be, I need to be, I need to. I don't need to create a reboot chat. Anybody can create a reboot chat. Is it going to be done exactly how I want it to? Maybe not. It's not that hard of a task, but maybe not. I probably would have named it something better or I probably would have included the right people or whatever, but like, it's something that I was able to hand off. So it's the permission to delegate, right? What, and so the problem is, is that these, these um, sometimes performers don't make great leaders because we don't know how to hand off tasks. And what that means is, what got you to where you are as a performer, or we use, uh, we use the word, what, what word do we use? As a driver or achiever, achiever is the word we use. What got you to where you are as an achiever will not get you to the next level as a leader. And so learning the, the skill set of delegation will get you to the next level as a leader. And so sometimes achievers don't end up being great leaders because they're incapable, not incapable, but unwilling to learn delegation. Nobody's incapable of learning delegation, but unwilling, unwilling to give up perfection and speed unwilling to give up. And I'm speaking to my reds right now, right? Like the reds want it done now. They want it done like fast. Go, 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 go. And believe me, I'm a red. I get it. I get it. So it's the, it's, it's sometimes achievers want things done so quickly that they don't, you don't reach, oops, oopsies. You don't reach back and take somebody with you. Right. I just heard, or I just heard Brittany training about this on uh, Jesse Lee's frontline zoom. 
if you try to go too fast through the steps and you don't reach back and take somebody with you, you're going to get too far ahead for people and they're not going to want to catch up to you. Right. So learning the tasks of delegation, it also helps build confidence in your people. Right. So maybe you have a customer that you see really, really great uh, promoter potential in, but they're not there yet. Give them a little task of posting in simple proven results or give them a little task of being your hype man in your chat or give them a little task of whatever, something you don't need to be doing that will help build their confidence because they're going to learn that they can do it. Does that make sense? Cool. So then you get to level four. So if you can't, if you can't uh, eliminate, you can't automate, you can't delegate, then you get to step number four. And this is the permission to protect. And so this is basically where your, your funnel splits. And the permission to protect is, must this task be done now? And if the answer is yes, then it goes into the permission to protect. And that is that means it's your most significant task, do it now. That is your permission to do it now. This goes for your personal tasks, this goes for your mental health, your mental health, right? If it cannot wait, if you feel a burnout coming and you're like, I need to go hiking today and I need to make this a priority because I'm going to burn out, protect that task, permission, give yourself permission to protect that task. And then level five is if it can wait until later, so that would mean it would go out the other side of the funnel, that is your permission to procrastinate on purpose. Your permission to procrastinate on purpose. If it does not need to be done right now, there are more important things that need to be done. Just put that task back at the top of the funnel. Permission to procrastinate on purpose do the things that are significant now, right? And so we think of this three-dimensional level of thinking. It means that it is urgent. It is, I need to go back to the top of my notes. It means it's urgent, important, and significant, right? This three-dimensional level of thinking combines all levels. So something that is significant is both urgent and important and will have last, lasting impact. Does that make sense? So it's, it's all three levels of thinking. And so the permission to procrastinate on purpose, or we call it, or he calls it pop, because you just pop that task back to the top of the funnel. And then you ask yourself, can I eliminate this? If it's not urgent, can I eliminate this? Yes or no? Okay, no. Then it goes down to automate. Can I automate this? The answer is no. It goes back down to delegate. Right? And then if, if, it, if it can't be delegated, then it goes back down to uh, must this task be done right now? If the answer is no, it pops back up to the funnel. Right, so it's the permission to uh, the permission to pr procrastinate on purpose. It's a lot of peace. Permission to procrastinate on purpose, right? And then the the last thing with this is once you've identified your most significant priority, until you've accomplished that, everything else is a distraction. So have you ever noticed, like? when you know, I'll use Christmas in July, for example, like when I knew that I needed to be sending Christmas in July messages, all of a sudden the laundry needed to be done immediately. Important, so important, like needed to be done. Even though I have a full closet of clothes, I was just fine. I just didn't have my favorite underwear anymore because they were all dirty, right? Like, but did it really need to be done? No. Or all of a sudden my hair needed to be washed. It was immediate, it was urgent, it was causing a ruckus. No, those are all distractions. So once you've identified the most next significant priority, your next most significant priority, everything else until you have accomplished that is a distraction. And so this is gonna take uh, a little bit of practice, obviously, like you're not, we're not used to this processing uh, of decisions of, of tasks, but another thing that you can do is you can kind of write out your task list and um, number everything. So if you have 10 things on your task list, number them one to 10 of what is most urgent, meaning what needs to be done first. And then number them, uh, like do a third column and number them of what is most important. 
And then what you can do, um, which is how much does this matter? Uh, and then what you can do is you can multiply those two numbers together. So you take your urgency number and you take your importance number, you multiply them together. And then once you get all of those numbers, you order them, that is your significance number, right? Then you order them in a level of significance. That's if you have a ton of tasks and you're like, I don't know, I can't put them all through the funnel. I can't figure it out, da, da, da. or put them, put them through the funnel. And then once you get those, those tasks that come out with the permission to protect, then do that. Does that make sense? So like put them through the funnel, figure out if you can eliminate, automate, delegate. And then once you get to the point where you're like, these are the, these are the tasks that I need the permission to protect. I need to get these done. Then you can do the, the column of urgency, the column of importance, multiply them together and then order them from, I guess if you do. So if it's a number one on your urgency and number one on importance, when you multiply those together, you're going to get number one. Right, so it would be ordered from smallest to largest. Right, that makes sense, right? I know your green brain gets it, Laura. <laughs> She's like, I am on it, columns, I got this. I'm here, I'm here for it. But that makes sense to me, right? So if you order from like most important or most urgent is number one, least urgent is number 10, most important is number one, least important is number 10, then you would order your last column from from uh, smallest to biggest, least to greatest, whatever you wanna say, okay? Uh, so that is what you can do once you've gotten the permission to protect and you've figured out what the tasks are that need to be done immediately. Does this help with a little bit of prioritizing? I know it's like, it's it's a lot because it's like a whole new, like I feel like when I, when I heard this podcast, it like opened this like three-dimensional world of thinking, but it's so powerful that like, if you use this funnel, you will multiply your time because you will start to create systems and you will start to delegate and you will start to free up five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes here. Have you ever like had a task list in front of you where you're, where it's like 20 tasks long and you don't do anything because it's so overwhelming, right? My, my beginning of the month task list used to look like that. It was like, I need to do this, 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 I need to send reboot messages. I need to do this. I need to print these certificates. I need to do this for the team. I need to do this for the team. What things can I delegate and say, hey, can somebody do the MVP tracker so that I don't have to do it, right? Little things like that, that can be delegated, right? That don't, I don't, that don't need my DNA. I don't need to design the MVP tracker every single month. Do I enjoy it? Yes. Do I like the way it looks when I do it? Yes. But like, do I need to do it every single month? Absolutely not. Can it get done without me? Absolutely. 